Oh, I'll take the bees. I'll oh, take the bees. No, give me the worm in my brain. It hadn't caused any harm yet, right? It's just a worry. It's up there uh, crawling. She was having problems. She was having problems. Problems. I think you got problems either way. <laughs> Fat cast. <laughs> With a woman named Jonah? Yes, please. Hey, Oh, we like birds who are perched on the limbs of a tree. And when the time is right, we simply fly away, and other birds come to take our places, but they won't stay. We come, we go, it is always so, and so it always will be. We're like a flock of birds circling endlessly. But listen to me, I want you to know (gasps) the most important thing (gasps) before the time when we must fly away, we have the chance to sing don't miss the chance to sing and you see i took that last line literally as i always and that's do. our show everybody we'll that's see you here next week Kendall, <laughs> i just wanted to go ahead and get everything i have to say about birds out of the way and now i'm done and was so that I'm it gonna, <laughs> that was it I had one minute and 40 seconds worth, and it was that song from the musical version of Harold and Maude, which of course We've I think tapped of out now. as listening to B. Arthur when she sings it on her wonderful album, B. Arthur, Among Friends, live on Broadway. Well, and it's I'm a done. good thing I've got a lot to say. It's a good thing. All right, say it. Well, Cliff, just to start out with, you know... <gasps> Uh, I know we're not talking about dinosaurs, but you know... No, my closest... God, Kendall, don't turn this into an episode of your bullshit only about birds or dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are birds. T-Rex is a sparrow. What all the stuff you Cliff, always If you come don't want to believe science, that's up to you. But the chicken is the closest living relative to the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's true. I don't believe it. Don't all right, it. well, don't believe it then. Debunked uh, listeners, allow me to debunk that just with my own feelings about it. Debunked. And he debunked it. Um, so, um, speaking so, of birds, so, uh-huh. this week so, uh, we had a traumatic event at our house. Oh. Uh, you know, we love, love, love having hummingbirds. We have hummingbird feeders in the back. And I love to sit out there and watch them. And they come up and fly around me and, like, look at us and, you know, I interact. See. It's fun. Before you get into this, I know it's already too late, but before you start, don't forget, like I always do when you interrupt me, I forget totally what I was going to say. I've almost forgotten why I interrupted you, but I thought what you were going to do when you said, speaking of birds, I thought you were going to say, early each day to the steps of St. Paul's. (laughs) All right, go on to it. Go on to it. Uh, well, see, now it won't be spontaneous like oh, The little but, old bird woman comes. I'm done. I'm sitting there watching <laughs> a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. And they're very territorial. So we have three hummingbirds that have been fighting each other for the feeder. Uh, I don't know why. I, you know, I sit out there and I try to ta- teach them to share. I play episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, don't you wish you could counsel? But they don't listen. They just fly around screaming at each other. Bitch birds. So anyway, two of them are fighting. They're, and they're not looking where they're going because uh, all they're thinking about is trying to... And they like hummingbirds fight to the death for a feeder. Oh, no. So, yeah. Uh, and so anyway... I don't know. They need to learn. But these two birds are flying, and they fly right into a window. Uh, and one falls to the ground. And I was like, oh, I was stunned, you know. And I was like, where did it go? And it fell down. And then next thing I know, our dog runs over no. and picks it up in its mouth and starts, like, 
rolling around his mouth and I was like Why? screaming and I got it out of his mouth and it's laying there oh. and it was still moving a little bit and I ran oh, and got God. it some some nectar and I put it on a little syringe I'm holding I'm trying to bring it back to life and it did not make no. it it was just so sad I buried it in the backyard oh, I, I had a whole no. oh and here's the craziest thing what did There's you a church. yeah oh sorry Oh, no, yeah. There's a church that is right behind our house. You know, there's a church every five feet here in Busheltown. Mm-hmm. And the church has bells that play certain times. Well, as I'm sitting there, as I'm pronouncing the bird is dead, Danny Boy starts playing on the mm. bells in, in the distance. And it was I was just like, this is a surreal moment. So I buried it. I had a funeral. It was, you know, it was sad. That is sad. I would have, of course, at the funeral, I would have sang... We're like birds who are perched on the limbs. I texted you and called you to try to get you to come to the funeral, and you said you were busy. I couldn't. I said, put me on speaker. And you said, no, that you thought that somehow that was blasphemous to the bird's life. Why? This is a modern age. You can't even come over for the bird. The bird, the bird. If I came over for every bird that you're burying, I'd be doing nothing but going to bird funerals. It's only been three this year. Anyway, I haven't three even said where we're at. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where it's at? Got two turntables and a microphone. No, we have two microphones and one turntable though in our travel booth. Sorry, Kendall. You tell us about this bird thing that we're at. There's a lot of bird <laughs> shit gathering on the top of this booth. Is all I'm saying. We're at the Busheltown Bird Sanctuary. It's a beautiful place. Um, I, I would have hoped to have sent the hummingbird here if he survived. But, you know, they re- they rehabilitate birds here. They they keep birds. It's like a, they have a big thing. You can come and see all the different birds. It's great. Bird, 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 bird. They've invited Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn because she, you know, is a big proponent of feeding rice seeds to birds. It's very yeah. beneficial, and she has a lot to say about it. So she's given a big talk here. And we were like, you know, let's set up the booth while we're looking at all the birds. Bird, 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 bird. Oh, well, that's good. Bird, bird, bird. That's good. That's, that's fine. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm just looking at the shit caking up on the top of the booth, and it is a lot of bird How is shit. it different than the shit caking up on the floor that's been here for months? Well, that's, well, we're not going to get into that. And who's shitting and what's doing and all this. Who's the what? But what do you have to say? I've already, of course, said my piece about birds. You, did your birds have to do with your poison ivy? Was that? Oh, don't even get me started. I, look, this is a whole different story. Bird, bird, bird. We'll have to come back to all the bird facts I've got. I had a traumatic, horrible, horrible week. Now, it was dramatic, but you had one bright spot, because even though you were covered in horrible poison ivy, we went to see our best friend, the third best friend, you, me, and Paula Poundstone. We did. We went to the Potter Butter Butter Churn Center for the Arts, and it was amazing. She was, was great. So good. We were right up on the stage. I was just talking back at her like I was Cliff an insane was, person. didn't stop. He, I thought he was going to start singing. <laughs> <laughs> they started... They, she still brought up Splash, and Cliff was like, "Yeah, but she was great and still Magnolias." And they're just having a conversation. I was like, now, "Cliff, let her let her do the comedy." Really, I was trying to tee her up because you know Kendall wouldn't know this because I'm always trying to tee him up and he doesn't get it. The like what I'm teeing him up for, but she had a routine back in one of her classic comedy specials about how she hated Daryl Hannah, and. It, you know, if people wanted Daryl <laughs> Hannah in a movie like Still Magnolias, she said, "Why don't you just put her in you know a little circle at the bottom of the screen if you just want to look at Daryl Hannah while she's in this mm-hmm. movie like she's terrible." And so, so I so that's why I said, "But she was so good at Still Magnolias." I thought she might want to go into that routine. She chose not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, Cliff, there's a thing at the Magic Castle that you never try to help another magician because it's only going to mess it up. <laughs> And that's why we always wear pins, so they know not to ask the magicians, because it's just going to mess up the trick. You don't... Comedians don't help other comedians. They got their own thing going. But I'm so helpful. You know, I think, you know. You're I'm, helpful. I, I was know. trying to start that group, Comedians Helping Comedians, and you were the only one who showed up. And I said you were beyond help. And so we just closed the whole thing That down. was the end of the, the whole thing. <laughs> but back to the Poison Ivy. Uh-huh. You know, I decided I was just making a trip to the store and I was going to cut through the woods. It was so much shorter than driving, you know, a whole big way around Shovel Street. It's blocked off. Got all that construction going on. Yeah. Oh, so, God, don't even get me started on the construction. Does it drive you insane 
that it doesn't, it takes nothing. It takes not even a butterfly fluttering its wings across the street and all of Shovel Street is stopped traffic for four hours. Have you noticed I think it's this? called Shovel Street because they continually keep a shovel in it working on it. Uh, but, uh, but Cliff, I, uh, I was walking through the uh, woods and I uh, there was another guy that was walking with me. He's like, oh, I'm walking through the woods and we're talking about something, something stupid, you know. Yeah. Well, and it turns out definitely. The, the next day he called me he was like, hey, I got poison ivy all mm. over me. And I was like, what? I was like, well, I didn't. You know, I've never had poison ivy. I'm just, I must be immune to it. I never get it. And I thought I was some rare superhuman, you know. Little did I know, it took an entire week for it to show up. And I had it on my eye. My eye was swollen up. I had it on both my arms, both my legs. Then, that was when we went to see Paula Poundstone. Uh Then even after that, it started showing up on my chest and on my waistband. Because wherever my hand had touched, where Uh I got it, where I rubbed my face... I had like adjusted my pants because I'm so fat. Yeah. And every place that I adjust my pants normally, I, I had a big rash there. Oh, no. So I had to go to the doctor. They gave me a steroid shot. He said it was one of the worst cases he's ever seen. I had oral steroids. And then four days later, I finally called him back and said, you got to give me something for the itch. So he gave me steroid cream, too. Oh. I, I'm, I'm roided up, Cliff. No wonder you are got those veins throbbing in your forehead. It, now, yeah. somehow it didn't make me want to go work out or anything. So. <laughs> Maybe, well, see, you should have channeled it into becoming a big juice head. You know, those I people. had an entire cheesecake. To, that's what I channeled it into. Oh, uh, well. But I was miserable, and I, I'm just now kind of getting over You can see I've got big, like, spots and and red things yeah. all over me. I'm, Susan's like, is that ever going to heal? Are you going to be permanently deformed? And I was like, well, I may be. I don't know. Well, and, of course, I had... I don't even know what it was. It, it was some causeless itch. Like the week before you got poison ivy, mm-hmm. I, had, I don't even know what. But And it was very itchy. It was crazy. But this, it, your itching reminds me more of the one awful time that I was covered in bed, bed bug bites. Oh, yeah. And it was... Now uh, I mentioned just because we're talking about it. It was, yeah, but it was nothing. It was just, it was all itching your brain. It was like, I was about to tell Kendall to change the channel because he said something about a channel, but it's as though your brain were a TV and it was tuned unturnawayably to the itch channel. And all you could think about was how you were itching. Yes. And that's how it was with the bed bug bites that I got from either a Motel 6 or one of the number. Stay away from the motels with the numbers is what I'm saying. I don't know which one That's the number of bed bugs they have. 10 Um, bazillion. No, there's (laughs) not a Motel 10 bazillion. This was, that's how many bites I had. Clip, I would be trying to go to sleep. And I'd be itching, and Susan would just yell out in the night, and she'd say, stop itching, it's going to make it worse. I said, I know, I can't help it. But you can't. So I, bad. Even from what it, that itch that I had, I don't, which I don't even know what it came from, before, you know, right before yours, yeah. if, if people are trying to take notes and keep track of this, my bed bugs were years ago, but I had an itch right before Kindle of unknown origin. And it, I scratched so, like, several places scratched bloody because you couldn't stop. And like, that was the only thing that, you know, once you ripped the skin off. And you still don't know what yours was. I have no idea. People said, did you change detergents? And I said, do you think I wash my clothes? (laughs) You haven't even used detergent. (laughs) That's right. I don't even like detergents. You know how many years it's been since I bought detergent? No, I have no idea what it was, but it went away. Thank God. I don't know what it was. But anyway, no. you know that it's not about birds. Bird, bird. It's not. Bird. But you did sidetrack us for bird. me to tell me that. Uh, for me to tell the poison ivy story. Anyway, back poison to ivy. the birds. You missed your chance to do that. Poison ivy. Bird, bird, bird. Speaking of no, I made a conscious decision not to. <laughs> speaking, speaking of itching, you know, cardinals, red birds. Sometimes will cover themselves in ants purposefully, um, along with seven other, uh, several other bird species. They sometimes will do it. They'll do it with crushed or living ants, rubbing them all over their feathers, allowing them to ants to crawl all over them. And researchers are still unsure of the exact function. It must be old dinosaur thing held over. Uh, um, talk about your wild but, <laughs> kingdom. Why would they do this? They call it anting, and anting. something the birds oh, use. God. 
It's Some a sex could... fetish. People don't realize that animals have just as weird sex fetishes as humans. Because humans, if people looked at us from other planets, they would be like, why are these humans doing these things? Why is this one worshiping the feet of this other one? There must be some reason. It's a sex fetish. So it is with the ants and the birds. Well, I know you're a big science denier, Cliff, but scientists think that it's because they use the formic acid released during ant baths to help get rid of parasites like lice and bed bugs. Oh, I'm sure that the birds like, oh, we got to get this formic acid. You had your formic acid lately? Well, with they the didn't ants? know it was formic acid, but they know that the ants get rid of the, the lice, you know. I doubt it. Bird. Bird, bird. Birds are also <laughs> the only animals with feathers. Bird. Oh, what about Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn? She's got feathers on her hat that she wore to this bird sanctuary. Yeah, but she didn't grow them. Oh. They are synthetic, though. I saw her. She got them from the faux feather store. Bird, bird, bird. Now, not all birds can fly. You know, what? Ostriches, penguins, you know. Oh. Like an emu or an ostrich. Chickens don't fly. Chickens do fly. They just don't fly, like, to the next town. They float around. If you're up off the ground, you're flying, Kendall. Well, news I can news look, flash. Watch me jump. Watch me jump. Bird. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> fluttering here and there. They're fluttering up to the top of the... If you jumped up to the top of your house, then I would think that is a method of flight. I think that the chickens inspired the Wright brothers with the airplane. Well, I, I find this other bird way more interesting. The Bastion Thrushes is the name of this bird. They find food by farting, Cliff. They, they eat worms, and they've been reported to use their farts to knock their prey out of leaf heaps. The ejection of gas reportedly causes worms to move around, revealing their location. No, it's a sex fetish is why they do it. <laughs> Obviously, this is what the birds are into. They're into farting. Bird, bird. The wandering albatross is a bird that can fly, and it can even sleep while it's flying. Now, I think that is dangerous, and they should probably not do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, doesn't that scare you about these self-driving cars? Yeah, they were they were the first self-flying yeah. Teslas. It's the same, but doesn't it, and now maybe this is a clip we'll be playing in years to come and we'll say, listen how stupid we sounded. We were so afraid of the self-driving cars, but I'm very afraid of these self-driving cars. Kendall, I just think that it's a bad idea. What do you think? Oh, it's a terrible idea. And you know, it's only a matter of time before somebody gets hurt. It's a, yeah, buff, I just, 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 it's a, I just, a huge, deadly pileup is what it's going to take. But even then, well, people are so fucking stupid. They'll, they'll say, well, it was, a, it wasn't the robot the cars. Yeah, it was a rock. It was the one human that was driving that was that fault. Just because they were lighting a cigarette and changing the radio station at the same time, you know. But I think it's uh, a horrible, what a horrible dystopia that well, we you know, are walking towards. Those stupid kids. We're gonna hear what they say later. But one of the things they're doing, they're having sex in these self-driving cars while they're going down the road. Well, and, what else are they even for? You can't. I get I, you sick know. reading in the car. I can already listen to the radio. What else are you gonna do? Sex, read, or radio? So there. That's it. That's the only three options. Bird, 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 bird. Cliff, birds are a lot more like me than I ever knew. Because oh, they're fat and bald. Oh. Well, oh. some of them are. But they, most of them don't have bladders to store urine. They, uh, they, instead of holding urine, they, they want to make them lighter, or whoever made them. So uh. to eliminate waste, they create a white, pasty material rather than liquid pee. And despite not having a bladder like mammals, ostriches are usually among birds in, their, uh, in that their excrement and pee are completely segregated. Oh, segregation never. Integration now. Segregation never. Integration now. All this talk about pee. I gotta pee real quick. You just keep going. So I'll be right back. Oh my god. Oh, he doesn't even know where the bathroom is in this bird sanctuary. He is liable to be. He's probably gonna stop at the goddamn souvenir store, the concession stand, come back with a big plastic bird cup full of diet sprite. Bird, 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 bird. Oh, guys, you know birds. I don't know why Kendall wanted to talk about birds. I have so little to say about birds. You know, I like to put the garbage out on my deck, out in front of my tiny little apartment used to be in. 
well, I don't want to talk about it, about what it used to be. I'll talk about what it is. I put the birds food out for the birds, and they eat it, Ooh. and I like it. But other than that, I have no interest. I don't know why. All right, well, Sorry, you, I've been, I'm drinking so much quick. water because these steroids. I have to keep. You know, it's it's like I just have to get it out the moment it gets in. Also, I have noticed that your scrotum is very small since you've been all roided up. It's really shrank. Well, it's unusually large most of the time, so. And oh, sorry, I forgot we were on the air. Now Clip. this episode is ruined. All right. <laughs> I like to get one ruin in every time. Ruined. <laughs> sorry, I just saw you were running, yeah. and I didn't think you were recording. I'm so I, sorry. I thought you were running from a bird, boy, and I wanted to tell you that these birds are all very safe here at the bird enclosure. Why, even the children allow the birds to sit on their hands and eat bird seed from their open palms. It's adorable. Well, that's what Fonky and Opie are doing right now. Take uh, a picture. Real worried about all the bird droppings. I'm not worried about them. I'm just noticing them. I, there's a difference. Well, he's been noticing an awful lot. Well, I suppose it's Kendall who's noticing an awful little, as per <laughs> usual. Oh, dear, well, we have a big talk coming up, dear, and I just wanted to make sure that you boys were okay before we went to do the big chat. Oh, yes. You know, Mrs. Potter Butter Buttertern and I are going to be alphabetizing her index cards for a big talk. I don't want you losing your train of thought up there on the stage, sugar lump. Oh, dear, no, I would never lose. I just picture the audience like bird brains. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my, pardon my bowels. Oh. Oh. All right, dear. I think what? we better go out there and well, prepare. Well, hold on, Mr. Stomach. Before you go, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter, I just wanted to ask you, Do you? we're doing facts about birds. Do you have any big facts about birds that you would share? I do know that the first domesticated bird by humans was the goose. <laughs> Oh. Until they ate it for Christmas dinner, that is, of course. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh, now you, you've got me wanting it to be the Christmas season, dear, so I can uh, taste your delicious goose and your plum pudding. Oh, my. Oh, dear, that does sound lovely. I can't wait to get started on those recipes. Oh, yeah. All right, well, we'll let you go. Get ready, and, uh, and you know, we're looking forward to the big speech. Good luck. Oh, thank you, dear. <laughs> Oh, the goose. The goose, goose, goose. I am excited about Christmas. I, I mean, I'm already excited about Halloween. I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm excited we're getting into the season of it all. Well, what's good for the goose? It's good for the gander as well, good for the bat. So, Cliff, you know, chickens yeah. have over 200 distinct noises they make for communicating. That's almost uh, as many as I do. Oh, that's, you know, are they all holdovers from Tyrannosaurus Rex days? Well, I don't want to talk about it because, you know. I, I constantly am hearing chickens go, rah, rah. Now, look, I had chickens. And I <laughs> and will tell growled you, at you. When they walk around, it, it's like they're, they're prey or they're uh, the bird of prey, like walking around. Predators? Like dinosaurs, like velociraptors hunting. They, they walk just like them. It's terrifying. Oh, please. Walk like an Egyptian. Doesn't mean you. Walk like a dinosaur. <laughs> Kendall. Bird. I'm sorry. I keep seeing all the bird shit on the top of the booth, and I keep seeing all these kids walk That's around. That's one big pile of shit. <laughs> and it just makes me wonder what the kids are saying. Oh, what are the kids saying? I hate what to What are they that. saying? What are they saying? What are they saying? I hate saying? to ask what the kids are saying. You know it's just going to be terrible. Like having sex in a robotic car. Well, what but, else is there to do? Yeah. Do you know what a thrift threat is? No. Well, you know, back in our day, we used to go to thrift stores for whenever we needed something, costumes or whatever. Can't do that anymore. Why? All these kids on TikTok, they're like, uh, oh, go to the store, get this, do that. A thrift scum. threat is a noticeably trendy individual in a thrift store who, uh, whom you know will take all the good clothes and all the good stuff before you get there. They're a thrift threat. Uh, can you imagine? What's, I can. What's the world coming to? I've been thrift threaded uh, before. Kendall, here's this is better than thrift threat. Okay, we'll see about that. Jupiter Pong. That's what the kids are saying and playing. 
It is like ping pong in basically every way, except when you serve the ball, you insert it into and then squeeze it back out of your butthole. And yep, you might hear someone say, dude, did you see Trevor's serve? That's why he's the Jupiter Pong master. He served it up. Served Cliff, have you up. heard of Frunk? Do you want to frunk with me? That that uh, style of music, frunk music? Not funk, frunk. Oh, oh. A frunk is a front trunk. Oh. Like some cars would have a frunk, but they're also, the kids are also, you know, mentioning the people that have a heavy set in the front, and they call it a frunk. Like, oh. a, like instead of like, oh, we got a lot of junk in the trunk, you got a lot of junk in the frunk. Oh, that's a shame. Kendall, have you heard? It is a shame. These <laughs> stupid children. That's why I said it. That's why I commented that. I it, was agreeing with you. It'll help you if you imagine what you just said as a TikTok video and imagine what I said back as a comment underneath it. Then well, I'm liking you your comment. Okay. Kendall, the kids are saying wet squeegee. Oh, God. No, Kendall, it's nothing bad. It's an excuse for a PP wet spot on your pants. You know, as old men, it happens. I've got plenty of those. You can sing, you can dance, but the last little bit ends up in your pants. And when you see just a big piss spot appear, when you thought that the well had run dry, so to speak, you can just tell people, oh, sorry, I, I didn't pee on myself. I was just holding a wet squeegee. Oh, I see. I see. Well, I, I tried to tell my urologist about it, and he, you know, gave me all these drugs. Cliff, water trash. Oh, water trash. That's, that I is, think I've described us as just dirty old water trash before. Well, we're basically water trash. That's people who smoke so much that they, and everything they own, begin to smell of bong water. <laughs> uh, Kendall. Cliff. Mo- mole hole. Oh, no. This is normal. This is just what you happen to notice. Somebody has a mole near their hole. It's called mole hole. And you might might say, bruh, did you know that you have mole hole? There's a mole right by your hole. You know, Cliff, we should take this opportunity to have everyone go check all your moles as a dermatologist. Even Jimmy Buffett didn't, and that's what led to, to skin cancer, which ultimately got him. So always go go have a yearly appointment at the dermatologist. Is that what killed him? Yeah, it was it was uh, skin cancer that he did not get checked in time, and it turned into other things, and it oh, like spread. Oh no! How awful! Yeah, so put on some sunscreen, go to the dermatologist. Cliff, ninety nine. <gasps> 99 bottles of beer that on the is, wall. 91 bottles of beer. That one? No. It's literally the worst age to die ever because you were so close to 100, and we've lost so many greats to the old 99ers club. No, like that's... Betty White and Bob Parker and, yeah. That's the time. Get out. That's like, ah, screw you. I don't have to be... You know, no, that's the time. Yeah, that's you not the worst. You so hard. You're no. so close. Do you, you think that's what they're working towards, being Look, 100? I'm not working to be 100, but if I'm 99, I want to stay around 100 to say I made it to the triple digits. See, I don't, because that's my one last middle finger to people. <laughs> well, you're you're going to do it, too, I'm sure. Kendall, I have one more thing that the kids, I don't know why they're saying it, but they're saying it. They're saying burger froth. Uh, 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 uh. It is a quick protein-packed snack, and it's taken off with today's teens. You put a pre-cooked burger patty into your blender with one cup of 2% milk and frappe until frothy. No thanks. You might hear somebody say, Coach says to bring some extra burger broth to practice today for after we blast our quads. No, I keep my blender for the ice cream and milk. Uh, Well, there's milk in a burger froth, Kendra. That's all the kids are saying. That's what the kids Thank are God. saying. Shut those kids up. That's all that they had to say. They had so much today just to say. Cliff, I got a really hot tip. Or really hot. Hot tip. Hot tip. Hot tip. <laughs> I got a really hot fact about birds. Oh, shit. What is it? Bird. Birds of a feather flock together. Oh, And they do that God. for safety. Why? Safety? Bird. There's safety in numbers, yeah. 
But then why would it matter if you're of a flock? Couldn't you just go to birds of a different flock and stay together? And you'd be just as safe. No, because a predator could become... Bird. They become distracted or confused when they see a flock swirling around, making it difficult to target one prey, and they just go, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to leave. I can't believe that you think chickens evolved from those predator alien monsters from the Predator movies that were invisible and they had squid mouths and big fang teeth, and now you think they're chickens. I just think that's no, weird. No, I said they were dinosaurs. They uh, Predators involved Dino into dinosaurs. DNA. Dino DNA. Kendall, Dino, what you're doing, but die, gotta go take a number two. All this sh- bird shit oh. on the top of our booth has inspired me, and the power of suggestion compels All right. me. Well, we'll be back in 20 to 30 minutes. Bird, 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 bird. Don't touch that dial. There's more sass on the way. Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Dodge announces the best, the biggest ever sale on trucks. We're talking a ton of money on a ton of trucks in stock. $2,000 on our most popular half-ton pickup and $1,500 on our best-selling Dakota. That's unprecedented cash back. No Ford or Chevy truck has numbers like that. Plus, get big cash back on new Dodge Club cars. It's the biggest sale in the 75-year history of Dodge, with big cash on more truck models than ever before. Come to the best, the biggest ever sale on Bird, 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 bird. And now, welcome back to the show. I went to everybody's head about the bird. Oh, wonderful, Bowers. All right. Well, we better be going, Sugar Lump. It's nearly time for your big speech. Mr. Stumbottom, you forget we brought you in here to talk about some weird news before you go do your speech. Just a little bit of weirdness. Oh, dear, please. We really must be getting to our speech. Oh, yes. Oh, I can see the countdown clock. you got at least ten minutes. Oh, We're good to go. now isn't the time. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, she needs to get her head in the right space, boy. Not in a weird space. Oh, her head is always in the right space. So I'm just going to go ahead and start You go ahead and start us out over there, Kendall. Because I know you guys are in a hurry. Look, Chicago. You ever been to Chi-Town? Chicago TV news crews are robbed at gunpoint while reporting on a string of robberies. (laughs) I mean, you know. What a horrible They should have known. They should have known. Don't stand there, you know, in a vulnerable area and talk about all these robberies when you could be robbed yourself. You could be robbed. At any time you could be robbed is the takeaway from that story, I think. It is. So don't go outside. Now, I have a weird news story. This one, I saw it and I immediately thought to myself, weird. Police in Ontario called in several beekeepers for backup when approximately... Five million bees fell off the back of a Ooh. truck. Don't you hate when that happens? The Halton Regional... What a stinger. Oh, Kendall, leave the jokes to the bears. The Halton Regional <laughs> Police Service said officers were alerted about 6.15 a.m. that several boxes of bees had fallen into the road. Says we're not sure how or what exactly took place. But man, oh man, bees and beehives slid off the trailer and spilled onto the road. They called, you know, a task force of readily available local beekeepers to come and help gather the estimated five million bees back into the house. Could you imagine just driving down the road, you look over at some huge moving clump and they're like, oh, that's five million bees that just fell off of a truck. Weird! Oh, dear, I bet they had so much honey on the ground as well. Oh, I love honey, dear, especially on your homemade biscuits. Oh, so tasty. Oh, oh you got food on the brain today, Mr. Nonbottom. Uh-oh. <laughs> Better than bees on the road. Whoa! Oh, it is. And I hope nobody around there was allergic to bees. It sounds like a bad place to be. If you're Macaulay oh, yeah, Culkin, yes. 
Oh, God, don't bring that up. So terrible. My girl. Um, I'm still not over it. Um, in Australia, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but a neurosurgeon investigating woman's mystery symptoms plucked a wiggling worm from the patient's brain. Oh, God. They were doing a biopsy through a hole, in which, first of all, is wow. terrible, in the oh, 64-year-old geez. patient's skull at the hospital. No. When she used forceps to pull out a parasite which measured three inches no. long. In that just awful and scary and terrible. How do you get a, a worm in your brain? Uh, I, don't, I don't even want to think about it. Probably from an apple that she ate. But, Kendall, what I want to ask you, a quick would you rather. Would you rather have the worm in your brain or have five million bees fall on you? Which would you choose? Oh, I'll take the bees. I'll oh, take the bees. Oh, no! Give me the worm in my brain. It hadn't caused any harm yeah, right? It's just a worry. It's up there uh, crawling. She was having problems. She was having problems. problems. I think you got problems either well, way. Well, there, I, this has been lovely, dear, but we really do need to be no, getting wait, on wait, to the I've stage. Got another, I've got another one here for you. This is from <laughs> a place, Kendall and I, you know, we, long before we took New York and L.A. by storm, before we made Busheltown our town, we were from Tennessee, us and Dolly Parton. That's the best that Tennessee ever produced. But this is something else that Tennessee did. A Tennessee woman who hasn't cut her hair on the back of her head since 1990 earned the Guinness World Record for the longest competitive mullet. And Why does that have to be a competitive mullet? You could look at the picture, but just imagine what you think the longest mullet looks like and the woman who has that, and you'll be right. Uh, part of her hair was measured at five feet, eight, inches and she says she keeps the front and sides of her hair short but she hadn't cut the back since february 9th 1990 she says she grew a mullet when she was young inspired not by hillbillies but by a girl in the till tuesday music video for voices carry which is a great song but unfortunately inspired this woman to grow a record winning mullet kendall it's weird Cliff, that's just an ongoing party. In the back it is, anyway. That, that's taller than Susan is. Ugh. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, if Susan wants Nicholas, to regain got, that record, she better get to grow in her hair out in the back. I got one more really weird, crazy story I got to share with you. And I'm just, I want to show you this picture. Because this picture sums up the whole thing. A um, Athletes in London... Don snorkeled and slithered through slime on Sunday during one of Britain, uh, Britain's quirkiest sporting events, the World Bog Snorkeling Ugh. Championship. And you can see from this picture the huge frog is on top of the sky. Is that what it is? I thought it was a big lizard. It's awful. No, it's a frog. The annual competition in the tiny town of Lamberton, Wales, Wales. Lamberton, Wales, Wales. Wales, Wales. Well, like New York, New York. Yeah, New York, New Competitors York. race. To complete two lengths of a 60-yard water-filled trench cut through a peat bog. Like, why do people do this stuff? They're going to get... That's how they got worms in the brain. They were probably doing bog championships. Well, I was about to say, of all the news stories, I choose the worm in the brain over having to do this bog <laughs> thing with the frog, over having a five-foot mullet, or over the five million bees. Give me brain worms any day. And that's weird. It's weird. Oh, all right, boys. Is that everything we really need to be going and preparing? You know, Mrs. Butter Butter Butterson, she needs some throat spray so she can make sure her voice is heard in the back row. No, oh, yes, dear, my voice is going. I really do need to get out there. All right, well, well, I'm good done luck. with my news stories. I'm done. Uh, you know, it's weird. Is all I got to say. Out there, it's weird out there. It's weird. Oh, there they go. There they are. They were just—they were so ready to get out of here. So, um, <laughs> well, she's got that big presentation. You know, she's spoken all over the world, but I'm sure she's still, you know, you want to do your best every time. Yeah, but uh, you would think that talking about weird news would calm you down. It calms me like down. Sometimes too much. It does me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm so calm right now. Um, so calm, in fact, that I have some more bird facts for you, Cliff. Birds. Now, birds. This one. Now, you are might we counting think, now, down birds? Birds. Birds. Oh yes, we are. I forgot. Okay. Completely forgot. Well, you already knew this one anyway. Birds don't have any teeth. That's no the sum teeth. of it. Birds. 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 But yes, you're right. We're counting down 
famous bird characters. I knew we were missing something. I was just looking. I was like, what are we missing? That was it. Well, and pardon me for allowing, you know, not allowing, I guess, but for using this information against you. The whole bird teeth thing totally proves they did not come from dinosaurs because you know what dinosaurs had? Teeth. They didn't beak down their shit. They had teeth to teeth it up with. And the birds have beaks. Bird, bird. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Kendall, it's a got mini a countdown. coin over here. Oh, yes, of the birds, the best bird characters. Yeah, so go ahead and you call it. Tails for Shake a Tail Feather. Nope. Heads. Heads to the head of the class. Bird. bird. Oh, this is going to be tough because there's a lot of good bird characters. Oh, birds fly away. Without you, my shadow falling on the... Yes. Bird, bird. What is bird, it, bird. Kendall? Go bird, first bird. with right. your heads. Bird, bird. Go Let's forth. Let's see. Let's see. Number six on the countdown of famous bird. Bird, 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 bird. Oh, there's, there's so many that you know they're all going to be tied for one. <laughs> but this bird is a rich, rich bird. Oh, Cliff, this bird has, you know, he swims. He swims, but he doesn't swim through water. Uh. He swims through lakes of gold money. I'm talking Scrooge McDuck. Oh, shit. That's money, honey. Uncle Scrooge, why don't they just print up a few billion or so? A few billion? Oh, dear, no. By that word billion, how it's abused. If it weren't so frightening, I'd be amused. And we've seen him... And, I mean, he was in A Christmas Carol. He played Ebenezer Scrooge, because there he is. Scrooge McDuck is right in the name. It's him. It's the role he was born to play. And don't, don't you just love him? I used to love um, the, uh, what was it, uh, Curse of the, the Forgotten Lamp. What was the name of that movie? DuckTales? Uh, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Treasure right? of the Lost Lamp. Didn't you love that movie? I did. I believe I did. I love it. I want to go watch that again. Watch it. Go watch it right now, Kendall. Just leave All right, this I'll be right episode. back. <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. See, that's why I think it's okay. Just rip off something else. You might come up with your own iconic character from a ripoff of an iconic character of Scrooge, right? And then yeah, it turns into his whole his his whole own thing. It's great. He's his own whole thing. He's exactly. Who else can? Not everybody can say that. <laughs> now, number five of the best bird characters. <laughs> This is one of the great ones. When I think of birds, especially silver screen birds, although we recently saw it on the small screen as well, this bird originated on the silver screen in a dramatic fashion. (gasps) Very dramatic. It was at a time when two people were finally going to tie the knot. You know those relationships, will they, won't they? Goes on forever. Finally, they were going to tie the knot, and then, oh God, people are so stupid. Even on <laughs> the movie screens, they do dumb things just like they do in life. That's why it's true, feels true when people, they, you know, sort of have a freak out right before they get to the altar and you, the wedding is called off and. She put a bird on her head. I'm talking about Carrie Bradshaw's iconic bird that was on her wedding dress, headdress. It was this uh, kind of uh, vintage 1800s headpiece thing with this turquoise taxidermied bird. And Mr. Big was so dumb that he he was had a freak out. And she had the bird on her head, and they didn't get married then. They got married, spoiler alert, at the end of the Sex and the City movie. And if you felt bad that Mr. Big was murdered by Peloton, (laughs) you instantly forgive the people at Peloton when you realize that he screwed Carrie out of the chance of being married with that bird on her head. But Carrie Bradshaw lives on... The bird lives on, and it returned in the epic fashion, season one, two, episode one, of just like that. When Carrie wore it, that thing to 
The Met Gala. The bird on Carrie's head. Number five. Clip, I didn't know you'd been bringing up all these dead birds. These poor birds here are traumatized hearing you talk about this bird on a hat. She wore that bird on the hat and didn't even bury it like Kendall did, the hummingbird. (laughs) And and I bet there was no singing at that funeral. Bird, bird. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows, Kendall, but Carrie Bradshaw's bird, number five. Birds. All right. Well, that was number five. A, a glorious entry it was, but number four is really going to knock your socks off. Oh, hold on. Let me put on some socks so you can knock them off. Oh, okay. Number four is a tie cliff with several bird characters. Oh, sorry. When you said it was a tie, I thought a necktie. You're getting mad at me for putting a hat at number five and number four is no. a necktie, but no, it's a you know, tie I'm, tie. I'm not bringing up clothing here on the bird countdown. I'm talking the dinosaur from Jurassic Park. No, I'm kidding. The- <laughs> no! Bird. This is a bird. tie for a, uh, for a couple bird. of famous cartoon bird characters, Cliff. They're, um, they're cartoon characters that we grew up watching, that we love so much, um, but they all deserve to be in the countdown. That's why I've just put them all together. I'm talking Foghorn Leghorn. Woody Woodpecker and oh. Tweety Bird. Oh. All those famous Looney Tune birds. Uh, what about the Daffy Duck? Is he not one of He's oh, a Looney yes, Tune bird. Oh, yes, you're right. Daffy, um, let's add in there too. Uh, there's so many, you know. Daffy Duck, he had a farm, E I A I O. And on this farm, he had an igloo, E I E I Oh. There is someone I do love Foghorn Leghorn. He's just a big southern. I'll, 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 I'll say, and yeah. as you know, people just in the like south, me. we know a lot of big southern idiots. We, you can't. Oh, help. and actually, sorry, there was one other one. I keep forgetting. Road the Roadrunner. Meep meep. Oh, I, yeah, you forget that Roadrunner was also a bird. Yeah. There you go. Bird, 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 bird. There you go, Kendall. There you go. There you go. There you go again on my own. Counting down birds, I All right, Kendall. Surprise! I have a surprise segment for you right in the middle of the world's most controversial bird countdown. Uh, Are you ready? I'm ready. It is a round of tubular trivia from the 80s. I have a random card here with five 80s trivia questions on it. If you get all five of them correct, then you get to pick the theme for the next 100 episodes of Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Are you ready? (gasps) You know I'm going to get it. (gasps) All right, here you go. Number one, what 1988 tearjerker starred Bette Midler as C.C. Bloom? 1988, you said? Yep. C.C. Bloom. Tearjerker. Oh, was that? Oh, uh, sorry. I was, <laughs> that's uh, Beaches. That's the story of love. Yes, Beaches. Sorry, we were just talking about Mid- Bette Midler last week, and I thought, well, you wouldn't I ask know. me that, but then I forgot you're just asking whatever it's questions random. come up. It's totally random. Kendall, no. how many seasons did Cheers run for? They even give you multiple choice on this one, okay? Oh, okay. Did it run for seven, nine, or 11 seasons? That was on for a long time. I'm going to go with 11. It was. Ooh. Get ready for 100 shows of greatness about <laughs> birds being dinosaurs. Oh, God. You know, but you know, Kendall, I could go for 11 more seasons of Cheers. Just bring yeah, it we'll back. Yeah, we'll bring it back. They brought everything else back. Exactly. Kendall, who played the guitar solo on Michael Jackson's hit song, Beat It? Oh, my. I can't believe it. They even give you... Uh, multiple choice for this one too. Oh, good, good. Was it Eddie Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, or Joe Satriani? Van Halen. Van Halen. Oh, oh it's right. getting close. Kendall, who set a major league baseball record in 1988 by pitching 59 consecutive scoreless innings? 
and they even give you multiple choice for this oh, one. Okay. And I'm nice, so I'm I could have kept that from you. You're not looking at this side of the card, but I'm giving it to you because I'm nice. Was it Jimmy Key, Charlie Huff, or Oral Hershiser? <laughs> Uh, well, that's a lot of help. Uh, I don't know. I'll go with the funniest sounding name, Oral. Or, Oral Horshizer is the only one I've ever heard of, and that's I it. I haven't heard of any of them. <gasps> was it right? That's it. <gasps> oh, that was the hardest one then. That was the sports one. Well, one more, Kendall, and you get to pick 100, 100 themes for the show. Don't Notice- worry, I have a propensity to fuck things up right here at the end. I was going to say, don't. <laughs> don't be fooled by Don't count how, your chicken egg Dinosaur uh, eggs Before they hatch know. I don't look worried Do I But maybe You never know <laughs> Hands across America Raised money For what Two causes And the um, Multiple choice is They're Not existent On this one Tragically Oh god um, Well it, it was exciting There for a minute <laughs> I want to get it. Uh, cerebral palsy and ALS. Hunger and homelessness. So but, I mean, that was as close to the same thing. <laughs> you, unfortunately, you, but you, you definitely came away with your dignity on that one. You have a uh, lot of was, dignity to well, spread around. You, that was exciting. That was exciting. That was maybe the most exciting moment of our show this week. <laughs> it's it's very exciting. And you almost had it. Candle, you came this close, and better luck next time. And failed. Oh, Candle, but it's never a failure to count down famous birds. And number three. Birds. Birds. On mm-hmm. the famous bird countdown. Birds. Well, this bird, he's just a tried and true friend. He goes on your adventures with you, whether it's with a scouting troop or off to summer camp or wherever. He's fluttering around nearby, ready to lend a hand. Little birdie, why do you fly upside down? And share a laugh. Even if he lands on you and falls asleep at night while you're asleep on your doghouse and it snows and it covers you with two inches of snow, he'll still stay there by you. And his name is Woodstock. Oh, uh, good old Woodstock. Best friend of Snoopy in the Peanuts gang. Little birdie. I do love Woodstock. Of course, an icon of little birds. American birds. Love it. Um, also descended from dinosaurs. Cliff, no. moving on up to number two. Number two, the second now, best num- bird. Number two is a two-way tie. Mm. Birds. Because there's so many good birds here on the list. One has a terrible speech impediment. We do not hold it against him. Because, you know, when you get angry, that's just how you talk. I'm talking the Disney duck himself, Donald. Oh, birds. And also another. Where's your voice? Really... You always do the voice. Where is it? <laughs> I, I was trying to hold it back and not bother you with it, but hey, <laughs> you want bothers, it. I'm not saying it's inaccurate. It is, but it's bo- it bothers me. For some reason, and Cliff, I can't say why. The other, per- the other bird tied for number two is not a small, tiny bird like Woodstock. He's a rather big bird, and he's birds of a yellow feather, and he lives in a place down on Sesame Street. I'm talking the big bird himself, Big Bird. Oh, he is big. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Five and ten, listening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. What a big one. Number two. Birds. All right, Kendall, which brings me to number one. This is a bird. Birds. Like Big Bird. He's 
he's big, but it's more of a metaphorical bigness of this bird. This is a bird that is, uh, I don't even know how long ago this bird debuted, but we've been talking about it ever since. And uh, I only have one thing to say about this bird. Are you ready? I'm ready. I don't think you are ready, but you say you're ready, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it on you. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. "'Only this and nothing more. "'Ah!' Distinctly, I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly, I wished the morrow. Vainly, I had sought to borrow from my book's surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, that it is, and nothing more.'" Presently, my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door, darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore? This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore, merely this, and... Nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then where their act is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mane of lord or lady perched above my chamber door. Perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore, though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore, tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. <sighs> Quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such a name as... Nevermore. 
But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather! Then he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store, caught from some unhappy master, whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster, till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore, of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy thinking, what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press <gasps> nevermore. Then, methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee by these angels he hath sent thee respite, respite and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh quaff this kind nepenthe and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet, Still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven, Nevermore be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend. I shrieked up, starting, get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thou soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken, quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out thy heart and take thy form from off my door. <gasps> Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. And Kendall, I just want you to know that you had to listen to that because you dared put Big Bird as a tie with number two because he was going to be my number one. And had you done that, well, then you could have left ten minutes ago. And that I was hope, the Raven. Wait, 
I hope that that poem was consolation to Sam the Eagle, who was rightly should be first place. I rest my case. Oh, sorry. I, I, I tried to think of it was Muppet a, Birds and I couldn't. It was a three-hour epic to America. <laughs> so if I have to go scratch, i got to go put some more cream on my arm. It's itching to death. Oh, all right. Quit your bitching and your itching. We'll see you here next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bird, 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 bird,